0: Again, com slash book launch. Today's episode is a little longer. John from the Metal Mayhem show had us listen to two different episodes. And at the end, we always ask, hey, do you have any questions? And at that point, it turns into a consulting call. And that's what you're going to get to hear because John had plenty of really good questions. Here's the show. Today on the Podcast Review Show, we're checking out Metal Mayhem ROC.
1: Welcome to the Podcast Review Show, hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from PodcastTalentCoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at podcastreviewshow.com.
2: All right,
0: welcome to the Podcast Review show. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. This is where we bring somebody on. We look at their show, we look at their website, we look at their goals and find out what they're doing right so they can do more of that. And then we find maybe a thing or two that might need just a little bit of polish. And joining me to help me do that is the one and only Eric K. Johnson. You know him best as podcasttalentcoach.com.
3: Eric, how's it going, buddy? Dave, things are great. Good to be back in the seat again, reviewing another great show tonight. Uh excited to be here tonight. We are joined by John the Verno Matic Verno from Metal Mayhem R O C. Uh love that love the name. Love the name of the podcast, John. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
1: Eric, thank you. Dave, thank you for the invite to
3: discuss tonight. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about uh, where the show originated and and how you come about Metal Mayhem ROC. Uh, I'll give you the quick version. In the mid-80s, I was studying
1: uh, radio and TV broadcasting in high school in the vocational program and 11th and 12th grade year Being a classmate, we essentially got the keys to the public access radio station and was able to program a show that was live on Friday nights, 8 until 12, and it was called Metal Mayhem. So the seed to Metal Mayhem was born back then. We took that show to the point where in the spring of 1986, we actually interviewed metallica on their master of puppets tour in rochester new york so that was the springboard for my career if you will in media my late father did advertising for 35 years up here in rochester so it was in the family dna fantastic Um,
3: yeah yeah so there's a uh like yeah, the, a, like a real life Wayne's World, like you guys doing <laughs> sitting in there just it, talking talking metal, loving it, and all of a sudden Metallica drops in. Hey, it's it was, James uh, and the boys.
0: The thing I'm dying to know is who is the target audience? Is it to to reconnect uh, guys like me from the '80s that that grew up on Priest and Van Halen and Iron Maiden and all that, or is it trying mm-hmm. to recruit the new class of of metal fans? As well,
1: The answer is yes. <laughs> okay. we, we're, a, we're a bridge. We're trying to educate the old school guys on what's going on now and educate the younger generation on the history of metal. In between the two, it's, it enhances the community. I'll give you a quick example. This week alone, Monday we did an interview with uh, female guitarist, Aranthi. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with who she is. Yes. She's played with Alice Cooper, Michael Jackson, Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Yeah. So Monday we interviewed her. But on Tuesday, we came back and interviewed 80s thrash band Destructor from your part of town up mm-hmm. in Cleveland. That's a perfect illustration of what the brand is trying to do. And finally, the Metal Mayhem ROC, the ROC part, it's dual meaning. It's rock for Rochester, New York, and it's rock for rock, metal mayhem rock.
0: I'm glad you answered that because uh, that was one of my first questions is like, what the heck is the ROC thing about? I thought maybe it was like there was a (laughs) copyright infringement and, you know, some other company had metal mayhem. and I had to throw something on to make it different or something like that. So, uh, well, that answers that. So
3: So we're going to listen to the show, give you a little bit of feedback, find the things you're doing really well so you can do more of that and some of the things that might need Mm -hmm. a little brush up and just kind of give you some feedback as we go along. By all means, John, as we're rolling through it, if you have questions, uh, jump in and ask them as we roll along. We want it to be a conversation and really kind of just help you polish this thing up a little bit. Uh, Sounds good. Uh, One question to you
1: guys leading into this. What's your history of hard rock and metal Dave you've already yeah I mean, shared
0: I, a little bit I I was the baby of the family so I grew up on the Beatles but I was the only kid in first grade who knew who Jimi Hendrix was when he died and then from there I graduated to Bachman Turner Overdrive was the first band I found and no fragile and I was like oh my god these guys are awesome Eric how about you
3: uh, I have seven brothers and sisters. Most of them uh, <laughs> older than I am. My oldest brother's twenty years older than me. So growing up, I listened to all of their albums. Uh, you know, everything from BTO and Casey and the Sunshine Band <laughs> to Ted Nugent and uh, uh, Men at Work, and all of it. I mean, it was uh, so my my musical tastes growing up were wide and quite varied. One of my brothers was big into Nugent. One of my Brothers was was big into the Clash and some of that some of that stuff on vinyl. So mm-hmm. I got to hear it all.
0: All right, well we're going right. to listen uh, to Metal Mayhem. Something this... completely different. Yes, <laughs> and here we go.
3: Productions.
2: Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. We are-
1: Good evening, everybody. As always, Thursday nights, new content drops. Here we find ourselves on the other side of 4th of July, and we hope everyone's enjoying their summer of 2022. On tonight's show, we're uh, having a little bit of a local flavor. We're up here in Rochester, New York, and we invited mid-20s metalhead Aaron Thomas onto the show. Now, Aaron, he has a passion for 80s metal, He took it so far that he created his very own record label, Dark Age Records. Now, the mission of Dark Age Records is Aaron seeks out 80s bands that only went as far as to release demos for various reasons. Maybe they're young or maybe they broke up. He gets the best quality master tapes of these demos and he remasters it. He puts together artwork and he releases it on his label, Dark Age Records. It's a really fun story. So, we're going to have Aaron here in just a minute. I want to invite right. you to visit the brand new so website
0: metalmayhemradio.com of the show. And uh, Eric, I'll let you go first.
3: Love the production value of the open, your voice guy. I mean, that sounds legit. Uh, love the music, love the nice concise open tells us exactly what the show's all about, makes me say, "Yep, I'm in the right spot." Loved all of that if I had to change anything about the open, it would have been the search for us on whatever you said. I don't want to go search. Don't make it hard for me. I would just create a redirect um, metal mayhem, roc.com slash connect and take that to a page on your website that lists an opportunity for them to email you. It's a link to your Facebook messenger. It's a link to everything right there. So you're just given one address to connect with you. That'd be the only thing I change the intro that, you know, just, kicked me in the face right out of the box, which I loved it. Not too long. No, I didn't think so at all. I mean, it, it kept moving forward. Yeah. You know, it, to me, I wasn't looking at my watch going, man, how long is this open? Um, It kept moving forward and didn't, didn't repeat itself and stay on the same thing too long. So it kept taking a step forward to the next thing. And oh, oh yeah, that, and oh, yeah, that. And then y'all next thing, you know, you're in. So I didn't feel it was too long at all.
0: Yeah, I'm with Eric. It was uh, obviously within the first three seconds, you know, okay, this is a metal show and I'm in the right place. And like Eric said, it just kept, here's this, here's our website, do this and that. You do do one thing you do. You do mention your website a lot. And a lot of times we have to remind people, you know, I, I think you had us listen to two different episodes and there was only one time when you said add at the website that you didn't say metal mayhem, com. Uh, You are always throwing it in there. And a lot of times people, because they know their website won't say it or they feel salesy and things like that, you know, and then once the intro was over, you started explaining exactly what's on the episode. So the, you had the Mm -hmm. intro of the, the podcast and then you slid right into, okay, and here's what we're going to talk about. And so there wasn't any, for lack of better phrase, cat talk. You know, hey, let's talk about what Mr. Whiskers did this week. You know, and you're like, nope, uh, here's I, what we're going to do. And uh, you went right into it.
1: Are you, excuse me, are you saying that I'm saying metal com too much?
0: No, well, I don't I, think you can do that I, too I, much. I really don't.
1: Yeah, that's, that was my goal. It's, um, yeah.
0: In fact, that was in okay. my notes because somewhere in there in like the first three minutes, I put, I definitely remember your website now. And it wasn't, for me at least, it wasn't annoying.
3: Well, and I like it that it's the call to action throughout the entire episode. If you want it, go over to Like Every time you had a call to action, it was the same thing. It was go to the website, which I love the consistency there because people are going to remember that. And with that intro, I love the fact that you set up your guest and you tell us why we need to stick around for the episode. You tell us what's coming, and then you say, uh, before we get to him, here's a little housekeeping. So I'm like, all right, cool, let's get through the housekeeping so we can get to what you teased me with, which is great, rather than the reverse where you do the housekeeping and then you then you say, "Oh, by the way, here's here's the good part." Yeah. So, uh yeah, I thought the the structure of the open was solid.
0: The only thing that I kind of worried about as I got into the episode is you said, "Here's a young guy that likes metal so much that he started his own record company." He hunts down these guys and has it remastered. I think he even said it's a fun story. And so tell me the part that you didn't cover in the episode that I just told you.
1: I, I, I didn't follow. The, yeah. What,
0: you, this, that's this, kind of the point. You gave me the whole story. You'd instead of saying, I found this young kid that loves metal so much. Oh, I,
1: and I pretty much what, said in 30, 20 seconds, but the whole episode is.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tease us. You're not going to believe what he discovered with the thing in that or whatever. Yeah. You know, he, you know, uh, it'll you'll be surprised how he gets through the legal issues or what it, you know, tease me oh. like tease what's coming up. So I go, oh, I got to, I got to close that loop. I got to find the answer to that tease. Okay. Okay. But makes- you basically said the kid's in his mid twenties and he finds these uh, demos and he creates his own record label. End of story. Like now let's make that story 20 minutes long. Here we go. <laughs> okay. And
0: then I, I was dying to hear Eric's opinion on this. Cause you then went from, you, you did a great job of here's what's coming up. We're going to talk to this young kid. And then you went into what's coming up. So coming up in the next couple of weeks,
1: we have Oranthe, the female metal guitarist. She has a brand new CD DVD coming out this week called live from Hollywood. She's here to tell us about that. 80s Thrash King's a Destructor from Cleveland. They're on the show to take a walk down heavy metal memory lane. And Frank Bello of Anthrax and JD from Black Label Society will be joining us in a few weeks to discuss that twin bill U.S. tour, Anthrax Black Label that's going across America. So like I said at the beginning of the show, his goal bring those quality 80s heavy metal demos into the 21st century
0: so it wasn't super long it was like a you know 35 seconds something like that so it's not super long and i wasn't sure eric because it's but it's something it's another thing before the interview i typically do here's what's coming in the future at the end and i was like this is an eric question
3: I have no issue with it being up front. Matter of fact, I would leave it up front because if we get partway into this interview and I go, this guy sucks Mm. bye, and I'm out, I don't make it to the end. So I don't hear the tease. Mm. What I would have changed is how you executed it. John, there's a difference between promoting it and teasing it. You promoted it. We're going to talk to Dave. We're going to talk to John and we're going to talk to Bob. And I go, okay. Who cares, right? I don't know if you've already have those podcasts or interviews recorded, or if you're going to record them coming up, I'll give you two ways to do it. If you already have them recorded, find something in there. That's a holy crap mint moment. And you're going to, we're going to talk to super female guitarist. Uh, and you're, you're not going to believe how she compares, uh, Carrie Underwood to, whoever else she mm-hmm. played with, I can't remember, you know, or she's going to share a backstage story of something that happened when she was performing on tour with Alice Cooper or whatever. Right. Cause you know what, you know, the story. Yeah. If you haven't interviewed her yet, I can't wait to ask her about how she, how she gets in Carrie Underwood mode after she comes off stage from Alice Cooper, you know, and you're like, yeah, how does she do that? I gotta, I gotta figure out what that answer okay. is. Or, you know, I read, a, I read a point in time where she got robbed at a, at a Denny's after a gig one night. I need to find out if that's really true, and we're going to ask her about that when she comes on the show. You know, now rather, it's a tease, and I have to close the loop, so I need to come to get the rest of the story. Rather than saying um, what I said. Um, yeah, she's got a new album coming out, and we're gonna talk to her about it. I'm like, okay. And we're gonna talk to
1: Destructor, <laughs> and then we got Frank and JD. Yeah.
3: So um, yeah, yeah, and we're gonna talk to them about the uh, double tour. Or, but what you could have said is uh, they got a double tour coming up, and I'm gonna, we need to figure out how that came about. Because, or how do you balance two headliners on the same tour? How do they decide who gets to go first? Or you know, are they are they alternating? Yeah. They flipping a coin? Like, what is the thing? What's the hook? that's going to make me show up for each of those episodes.
1: Yeah, I get it. Uh, uh shorten it a little bit, add a little more meat onto the bone and get out.
3: Yeah, I don't taste, even know that like, it needs to necessarily be shorter. If you if you give me something that wets my taste buds and I go, "Yeah, I need to hear that one." And then you hit me with another one, I go, "Crap, I need to hear that one too." And then you hit me okay. with a third one, you're like, "Okay, I'm subscribing. You got me. I'm Where's the subscribe button? Let me hit it." I love I I love the fact that it's up front cuz you go This is a great episode here, but look at all this other good stuff coming back. You know, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a a minute of it.
0: Yeah. And what's great about that, within the first three minutes, you mentioned what you did in the last episode, I think was in there too, as well. And then you mentioned what's coming in the future and you've announced what's on this episode. So within the span of five minutes, I kind of know what this show is about. I got a really good sample of what this show is about. So if I'm not a subscriber, I'm like this is really right up my alley. This is you know, he interviewed Don Dock and Holy cow! I'm in. So <laughs> yeah, right. And so you'd mentioned the the hook, Eric. Uh, this was the hook of this episode. Aaron, you're young. How old are you? 26.
1: Okay, so he's 26. It's really cool that someone your age has taken an interest in some of this older stuff.
0: And so really, that was I to me, I think that was the hook. Like, holy cow, we found this youngin. And he started a record label. Is that kind of what you got out of this, Eric?
3: Yeah. my my whole thing was how does a kid that was born in 1998 fall in love with eighties metal? Like, and then start a record label. How does that happen? Like, you know, that's, that's where I would have gone with that is, you know, you, how old are you? 26. Holy crap. You weren't even thought of, like your parents probably weren't even together when these bands were big. How, how do you not only fall in love with metal, but now you're you've started a record label of bands that didn't even get a record deal. You, you can relate to this, Eric and Dave, probably yourself too.
1: There was such a huge backstory, Aaron's father. And he mentioned it in the interview was a DJ on this station back in the day. Uh, It was called Metallic Overdrive and WGMC. And what Metallic Overdrive was, it was on Friday and Saturday nights from like 11 o'clock at night to like five in the morning. It was a promotional tool for the Lakeshore Record Exchange, which was the big metal store uh, right down near the lake in Rochester. All the metal bands played at the Penny Arcade lakeshore promoted those shows so it was a big circle and his Mm. father was warhead so that's how aaron who's 26 now that's how he that that was the dna placement in him so that's That's why in the interview i said to him i'm like so uh what was it you were driving around and pops was jamming nasty savage and you were like (laughs) being fed it and and it, and that's that's how he's doing this. That's why it's in its in his DNA.
3: What go. I wanna challenge you to do, John, is when you know answers to great questions, when you know the answer to the question is gonna be solid, that's the question to ask him. Like just toss him the softball and let him crush it because you know like for you saying, how does this happen? Like, you know how it happened because you knew his dad was in radio. You knew he was already in that circle. You knew it's in his blood growing up, right? So toss him that softball and let him tell the story that you just told and let that passion come out. What would have been the softball? How would it have sounded? I would have just said, you weren't born until you were until 96. How do you fall in love with 80s metal? Yeah. And not only that, how does the, how does a label come out of it? Let him roll with my dad was the thing and the deal and Rochester and the whole yeah. you know and he just rolls it to you
0: because you turn it into a yes no question. You said yeah. so. What were you doing riding around in the car with pops blasting metal and that's a yes no question. And he was kind of like yeah. So he kind of bypassed because he was already in the car listening to the music. He didn't even mention and like he I, I think he mentioned his dad, but I I don't remember him mentioning the background that you just gave us.
1: And it was a, a sidebar. It's a slippery slope because I've been trying, I've been chronically in Rochester metal for three years. And the big fish, I want to get the warhead on here. Mm. I want to do an exclusive with him. And because he was the kingpin, he was legendary. We're friends on Facebook. Um, He just, he puts, the, that's in the past. And so when we, when I was doing this with Aaron, I didn't have enough balls to. For, <laughs> To get there, to say, hey, come on, your dad's a uh, warhead. Tell <laughs> us about it. And that's what I get where you're saying, ask that question.
3: Yeah, let I him tell him the so- story. Lead him to the fountain and then let him drink from it and let him roll it. And then you just keep asking him questions yep. that peel back that onion and let him start telling you the story of, you know, how did, how did your and- dad play into this whole scene?
1: And you're right, Dave. I you, you gotta stay away from yes no questions. Yes no questions are a dead end.
0: Depending on the guest. You know what I mean? If you can it's not something I want to start with, but if they can go yes and then tell the story of yes, but I I, I Yeah, if you
3: have a guest that doesn't shut up, then you then you wanna start throwing uh, some yes no, no questions their way.
0: Yeah, one of the reasons I asked who is this for is this this fourth clip is it's fairly deep in the woods. We kind of jump into the middle of this, but just uh, he's talking about yeah. the process of what he does.
1: So, so there is a uh, a labor portion of this. So you you get the tapes and then you send it out. What was the outlet? King Tet. King Tet. Yeah, T E T. So they, th- they they remastered, if you will. Are the bands reaching out to you now? Now that things have gotten going, or I feel like now things are starting to
2: move faster. I still have to contact all these people because most most people aren't really aware of what I do, you know, because they're living their own lives and they've kind of set behind their their band life 30 years ago for a a lot of these people. But now that I have more releases out, people can look and see what I have and uh, they're more willing to put it out.
0: So, you know, we're getting in fairly detailed into kind of what's going on and things like that. And that's where... I wasn't sure who this is for Eric, Did you see anything in there when they, they, cause I mean, on one hand for the metal fan, like the one thing you do, that's really cool. Even though I didn't know a single person you mentioned is you mentioned, I think one or two people that are dead. And I was like, I bet that wasn't covered anywhere else. It, it definitely sounds like a lot of the stuff was like super fan material. And so I don't
3: think that- I liked it. Yeah. I, I thought it, getting in the weeds was pretty cool because fans, super fans, collect, and so they love to collect uh, bootlegs, and they love to collect imports, and they love to collect stuff that other people don't have. Like, oh man, I have a I have a live recording of Ozzy eighty two when he played, uh, you know, the Ohio State Fair and scared old ladies. You know, and they're like, "Whoa, can I get a copy of that?" You know, and so getting here like okay, well, how do you find these, you know, cause he's releasing albums of demo tapes that never saw the light of day. Like, how do you find those to begin with? Then how do you track down who owns the copyright and who the guys are and explain what you're doing? And then how do you find an audience for them? And I'm like, and the way he went through, it was just fascinating. And I was, I was geeking out about the process because I, I love all at facets of music. And, you know, I, I've got plenty of bootlegs laying around here, um, mm-hmm. everything from Prince's Black Album to to some some stuff that was recorded in the alternative scene. Just how he was able to put it all together I found really cool, even though I would never start a record label or have any desire to do that i just i found that part of his story fascinating
0: and i know you have a live show and and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later but is was this done as a live radio show the reason i ask just to, to get to the punch here is you did this
1: we're talking with aaron thomas the vision behind dark age records aaron this seems to be a um Uh, Well, obviously it's a passion, but what drives you to do this and what's the
0: long-term goal? And the reason I say that, I don't hear too many resets in a podcast because it's not like I tuned into the middle of the podcast. I heard him introduced at the beginning and I was like, well, maybe he's doing this for some sort of radio thing because that's what you do in radio because you're, you're broadcasting to a hallway and people are walking by and you have to constantly reset who you're doing and things like that. I just wasn't sure how this was recorded.
1: I have a hybrid. (laughs) So you're right. It was, it's produced as a radio show, but it's a podcast. So I I did reset it.
3: Okay. Well, I don't have any problem with the reset in this case. (laughs) If you're interviewing somebody, I know, like, let's say you were interviewing Ingve Malmsteen or you're interviewing uh, Alice Cooper or somebody. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I get it. Like we're talking to Alice Cooper. Right. But this guy, I don't know from Adam. I don't even know if I should even care about this guy from the get go. Now he tells his story and I'm fascinated. I'm like, that was awesome. Who is this guy? Like this guy's great. And then you reset it. Oh, by the way, we're talking to, you know, so-and-so and I go, Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Because at the beginning of the interview, I don't know whether or not I care. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should remember his name. Should I bother remembering his name? I don't even know anything about this guy. Now you've made me care. So I think the reset here is valid. Reset in radio by the way in Dave describes it. Mm -hmm. People are coming and going. They're tuning in in the middle of an interview. You got to reset in radio. If you're interviewing somebody big time, if you're interviewing somebody that everybody knows uh, in your genre, and they can tell by their voice, like, oh, that's Ozzy. I can tell because I can't understand a thing he says. <laughs> like, there's no reason to reset that interview. Yeah, But yeah. this guy here, nobody knows him from Adam. So a reset after you've made everybody care, I think, is valid.
1: What if it's not so much a reset, but a um, a uh, promotional uh, call to action? We're talking with Billy blah, blah, blah. Again, his uh, new CD is coming out tomorrow find it everywhere or where whatever, but it's to re- reiterate what we're promoting Why they're on the show.
0: Yeah. I think for me, I don't have a problem with that, especially if it did it just like you said, Hey, I'm, I'm talking with John from metal mayhem. You can find him metal mayhem, and we're talking, and then you just go right back. So in yeah. the same way that you had me remember your website at the beginning, cause you said it, uh, you know, a couple times within a short period, the guest is coming on for some reason. And to me, Mm -hmm. I've always kind of seen that as a nice, just, Hey, number one, in some cases that will help the person that constantly answers every question with, well, in my book, well, in my book, and then they don't say anything when you kind of promote them, I would think they might be less likely to, to kind of hold back from giving answers because you're helping them do what they want to do, which is sell their book or, their music or whatever's Mm. going on. So
3: what I might recommend in that situation though, is not set it up as we're talking to Dave Jackson because it's obvious you're talking to Dave Jackson. What I would say if I was talking to Dave and we're talking about his book, I would say, uh, Dave Jackson podcast profits comes out, uh, tomorrow if you're looking for it Or, or I'll say, uh, don't forget Dave Jackson's book. Podcast profits comes out tomorrow uh, through all your favorite podcast channels. Dave, when you were writing the book, uh, what was this and that and the other thing? Got it. Makes sense. So just kind of turn to the audience, tell them, you know, Dave Jackson's book comes out tomorrow. Then turn back to Dave and say, "What was the deal with the thing? Like, how long did it take you to write this thing?"
0: <laughs> Too long.
3: I could have written this in a weekend. What? This is drivel. <laughs> what is this? This is nonsense.
0: <laughs> uh, the other reason I I asked is do you do any post-production on this? You tell me. Well, the, the sound is amazing um, because the guest had a slight popping pee problem to where somehow you backed it off to where it wasn't quite so jarring, but you definitely do not delete ums. And the reason I say that is this is a, a clip, and and again, I'm a metal person, and about here and it might be a Rochester thing because you guys are con- you, you talk
2: I, well here let me play this
1: <laughs> okay yeah
2: Um, let's see after that was Phantom a local Rochester band Uh, they did um a demo in 85 and one in 86 and then after that they broke up and they reformed under they didn't really have a name I guess they just called it Rock Project but that was in 89. They did a demo with that, and it was a slightly different members. It was the bassist and uh, the g- guitar player from the 85 demo did that. So when somebody says, um,
0: that's like literally highlight delete to get rid of. And I always listen back because, I mean, I do it a lot on this show. But the other thing here, if you think about what he's doing He's talking about band members who left back in 1984 and 85 about bands who weren't good enough to get signed. And I was kind of like, again, super fans. But for me at this point, this was a little too much detail about a band mm-hmm. that I've never heard of. There there are a lot of ums for me again. Now I am the captain nitpicker of this, of this crew. Yeah.
3: I I don't, I don't care about your ums. I <laughs> don't, Oh well if, no I, I if you I want have my an opinion answer. I have an don't, answer don't waste your time yeah. like no, uh, I as an I listened, I didn't notice the popping peas, mm-hmm. and I didn't notice the ums, so don't worry about uh, it. there you go um I do this <laughs> I, if you notice let's jump ahead
1: a little bit this this episode wasn't that long it was only like twenty two minutes long, and this was in the can and I run professionally, I run a, um, I own hot dog vending carts up here in Rochester and I have three of them and I do catering and it's July. I am busy as hell. Ah. Okay. (laughs) So, so normally Dave, yes, I do. I, this was edited and I'll admit it. This one was maybe a little more laxed. I'm like, okay, yeah, this was, uh, I did the interview. There was minimal editing because it was pretty coherent. It was like, I chopped, you know, I I edited it. I could have gone more. I try to, I try to post every week, but realistically this time of year, uh, if I can't do every week, it has to be every other week. Well, and that's
0: Eric, Eric brings up a good point. I am listening through the ears of a podcaster and I know that all you have to do is highlight delete. So In the same way that I am the guy at the back of the club with my arms crossed when I go watch a bunch of musicians and I go, wait a minute, there's four guys on stage. and I hear five part harmony and my ex-wife looks at me and goes, can you just not listen to the music? Just listen. You don't have to pick it apart. I'm like, it's a musician thing. So I get it. The ending had a fun little gift, though. We'll talk about this in just a second. But this is how you wrapped it up.
2: Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy.
0: And are you enjoying this? It's great. There was a minute and seventeen seconds of empty space at the end of this episode. That was something I noticed. I was like, "Is there like some sort of like Easter egg to come in or whatever?" And it was like, "Nope just just a minute and seventeen seconds of empty space." I,
2: I,
1: uh, well, I'll have to go back to the Adobe. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, For the record,
0: we've all. Done I don't it.
1: even. Well, um, I, I don't. I don't know. I, don't people just bail out? I don't even know if people listen to
0: yeah. the ad. Well, I was on a bike, so I'm riding along, and I've got my earbuds in, and I'm like, where's the next episode? Like, what's why is my – and, and I finally I'm, – I'm riding my bike, and I finally flip my iPhone around. I'm like, we're still on the episode. So then I got home, and I pull up the file, and I was – first of all, your audio, again, is great. It's it's Everybody's got a nice constant level. It's warm and, and yet clear at the same time, and then just at the very end, there's like – this big old blank spot at the end. So again, not the end of the world, just that it was like, all right, well, we've all done. I remember once I had, I muted a channel. So smack dab in the middle, there's just 15 seconds of nothing in the middle of my episode. So it it happens, but let's go back to the ending itself. Uh, Again, great production. And the only thing, and again, the king of nitpicking, you did exactly what I was going to say you didn't do. And that is like share and something with everybody. And I don't know if it's because it's the deep voice man with the cool music. I missed it the first two times I heard it because I I had in my notes, why aren't you asking people to tell a friend and you do. So I don't know how I missed it because you do a great job. You promote the website again, metal mayhem, com, And then you're like, I think it's like share and review maybe with something like that. So Eric, what were your thoughts on the uh, besides the obvious silence? But again, we're not gonna.
3: Yeah. I I loved the end of it. It was, you know, kicked me in the face again. Left me just like I started, nice little bookends on both ends. Nice clean call to action. Uh I I wouldn't change a thing on the end of it. Yeah. I loved it.
1: Yeah. What about the the outro music bed? Not the not the closing do do do, but uh the f- a 50 second lead-in where where Aaron and I are talking.
3: I didn't and- have a problem with that either cuz that kind of That kind of told me, hey, we're starting to wrap it up. You know, it's kind of, it kind of starts into the, all right, let's kind of tie up our loose ends because here comes the close. I appreciated that because it kind of made me perk up. You know, it kind of made me, oh, okay, so here comes the important stuff that I need to pay attention because he's going to, he's going to give me my call to action here right at the end. So,
1: and well, I do that because I try to have the last minute, the, you know, maybe, maybe me and the guests will share a joke or we'll uh, not make it so serious. A little, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, thanks for stopping in. you know, I learned a lot of stuff. I'm amazed that you're, you know, you're the best Mexican cook in the world. And you know what, um, (laughs) let's stay in touch, you know, make it, you get what I'm saying. And that's our out.
0: The one thing I was going to ask about this why didn't you play any of the band's music?
1: If I did, how much would you play? That's the question. You play a minute, you play the whole song, you uh, risk tuning someone out, even though it's a um, a audiovisual aid. It's you know you know he's talking about something It's like, you know what? Aaron, let's listen to a little bit of that phantom EP from, you know, Dungeons and Dragons 1985. Here's Five Star Lover, and maybe play the song. I didn't.
0: It's again. I was just curious because I, I know I was dying to hear some. And, and when he got it remastered, I don't know if he would even be able to do this, but it'd be cool to hear like, this is what we pulled off the cassette, and here's what it sounded like remastered. You know, the,
1: I don't think they're exactly like remastered. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're going into studio and you know with the original tapes and yeah I think it's just
0: I digitized I it in to... my bedroom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You actually had us listen to to two episodes, which is not the norm, but you, you were happy to uh uh throw in a few more uh, uh shekels and we appreciate that. So this was the beginning of episode two and you had us do this one because it was more of your your crew for lack of a better phrase. And you do these episodes on the history of metal. And in this case, we're listening to the, the history of 1984. And what I've done here, cause we've already heard your intro. We know the deep voice yeah. guy in the rock. So I've, I've, you'll hear your intro stop and then it will fade in where you pick up again. So we don't have to listen to the same thing again, but this is the opening to the the second episode.
1: And I just add, um, get you guys up to speed. What, what this is, um, metal waltz in New Jersey, Ian's in central New York. They're part of my team. And we started this last August where we do a year and it's going in order and it's progressed and it's gotten a lot better. And the obstacles in this is I'm trying to capture their audio the best we can. It took me forever to realize when Ian finally told me that he was in his basement. I go, you can't be in your basement because my audio is terrible. So you know I'm struggling getting the best audio, and but this is what we do, and this is uh, self-created content, and this is a running series. So that's why I wanted to add another. If we we're going to do this exercise, I wanted a whole nother thing to review and get feedback on. So that's the. History of
0: this. So here is the opening
1: tonight on Metal Mayhem ROC. We continue our series, the history of metal. We're highlighting the year 1984. Underground metal is exploding with Metallica, Slayer, Sabotage, and Merciful Fate. The big guns get bigger. Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Scorpions, and Van Halen, all with career albums. All that and more Metal Mayhem ROC next. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night, and it's time for a brand new episode. As always, visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you'll find direct Spotify links, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Do us a favor: download some past shows, rate and review, subscribe to the podcast.
0: And there, so there's the intro. And as soon as I heard the one word, I was like, "Oh, I know Eric's going to have some comments on this intro." So I'll let you go.
3: <laughs> I'm predictable. Yeah. In this, you you talk to everybody. Hey, everybody! You know, hi, everybody, welcome to the show. Um, and in it's old school radio to talk to everybody. Now that everybody is listening in their earbuds or their ear pods or whatever their headphones, they're no longer everybody. It's now a one-on-one conversation. So I would highly recommend as you go through these episodes like this, bring me in as a listener, as the fourth person at your table. And so it's just, it's, Hey, welcome to the show. It's good to see you. Thank you. Know it's it's me, John, and 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 Rockstar Rick, and my other buddy over here. You know, it's the four of us having a conversation rather than hey, everybody, we're performing for you. And it, because it's not the audience isn't a collective anymore. It's, you're talking to a single individual listening while they're working out or riding their bike or whatever they're doing.
0: The thing I, as I listened to this just now, I was like, you know, what's really cool about this. You have just the right amount of energy. Cause you're not going, Hey, welcome to the metal mayhem show. And you're not going, Hey everybody, welcome to the metal. You know, it's like, (laughs) you're excited, but you're not puke voice. I agree. That was just a, I was like, you know, that's just the right amount of like, cause when we, when you get on a mic, you got to talk a little bit more excited than usual. And that was just, I was like, you know, that's just the right amount of
3: and it's it'd be easy to get carried away on a show like this and be too over the top (laughs) Uh, and and, and you're right in the pocket it's solid
1: thank you thank you it's uh you mentioned something two words at the beginning of this interview and that's wayne's world and we try to stay 180 away from wayne's world
3: (laughs) well meaning what what is what does wayne's world do that you don't want to do
1: we're not here to uh, drink beers and tell fart jokes and
3: be Wayne's World. Oh yeah, okay, okay. It's, yeah, yeah it's, you don't want to uh, be the shtick. You want to be legit, right. Legit it's fans of the of the and, genre and educate.
1: Yeah, and we we try to make it like like what you talked about. Make it that that listener is the fourth member. That's the goal. We're just sitting around here talking talking about these bands, and we flat out say, look it, it's 1984. There's a gazillion bands, but we're not going to bore you and talk about everyone. What we're going to do is talk about the, the the year 1984 and the bands that had the biggest impact and why it, they had the impact and how it affected 84 and the golden age of metal and moving on to not, 85, because a lot of these bands we're setting it up for the future episodes. It's a, you're telling a story. This is a soap opera.
3: Yeah, the, when I when I was talking about being Wayne's World, it wasn't the shtick that Wayne's World does. It's the fact that you're everyday guys talking to some big time artists, and you don't take yourself too seriously. You're not you're not uh-huh. holier than thou. Like we hold the keys to the metal kingdom, and you shall bow to us because yeah. we're the ones that talk to all the stars you're legit, which is really cool. And, and, but you're still me. You're like, you and I could go have a beer at the, at the bar. Like you're still everyday yeah. guy, which is what I appreciate about the show.
0: And the, yeah. the other thing you do that I was like, well, that's exactly what you're supposed to do is you introduced metal, you know, Jim Bob and, and, you know, whoever, et cetera. And they all were like, what's up Blah, It's cold. It's snowy. And that was about it. Like there was like five seconds each of what I call cat talk and they weren't trying to be super funny. That's always like, you always have that one guy that's like, Oh, I'm going to do a funny voice and whatever, you know, like, yeah. no. they're just like, Hey, I'm here. Let's get to the metal kind of thing. And I, I was really, cause you had four people and you just jumped in. I'm here. And, and that way we all got to know what each other sounds like. And you're, you're off to the races
3: when yeah, you put a name with a voice. Yeah. And three people, me metal and, Walt, And Ian, that's right. Metal Walt, that's the guy I can't remember. Metal Walt, (laughs) Metal Metal
1: Walt, and everyone has. We're a team, and everyone has their role in their position. Perfect. And
0: you know, I well, and I I forget who you threw it to first, but when they started, like, here's how you're going to suck me into 1984, and so here's the beginning of the segment.
2: All right, guys, let's go. So 1984 is year four of the decade of heavy metal. In this particular year, you had more releases from those big bands from North America and Europe, and I think what we really saw here was that continued growth and emergence in the 80s rock, or in other words, that, that hair metal term that we really don't like. Um, in that category, there's you know at least six or more debut releases from you know, what would be to be very well-known acts, um and then in the more traditional heavy metal category where there are also other a lot of other great debuts. Um so some of these we'll talk about in detail a little bit later but um as I've encouraged listeners to do in the past, you know, um make your own list, take a look. There's a lot of material out there in these years that we obviously can't cover everything.
0: So on on one hand I really it's obvious that you guys have done some research. You know, he's got all these things but the big takeaway from that clip was people released music in 1984 because he didn't give me any names, didn't give me albums. So for me, that's why I asked, like, who is the the target audience for this? Because there are parts of this that I really liked. Like, I loved the trivia because I live this stuff. And so I'm looking for stuff that I didn't know. So when you say there's a Rush song that doesn't have bass in it, I was like, what? No way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was cool. But there were times when it was just like, and this happened, and then this happened, and I was like, yeah, I I was there. And so I wasn't sure how much of this was to school the youngins, but Eric, what are your thoughts on, on the clip I just played?
3: I completely agree. To me, this entire episode, John, feels like it's a lot of facts and information and not a lot of the three of you. And there's not a lot of conversation. There's not a lot of debate. There's, all right, John, you do your part. All right, Walt, you Mm -hmm. do your part. All right, Ian, you do your part. And because there's not a lot of opinion, you're just teaching. To me, it really doesn't feel like the three of you are necessary. Like you could have done all of this yourself. What I would have liked to have seen on this episode, John, is... Rather than going a mile wide and an inch deep, I wish I would have counted the, the number of bands that you name on this episode because it's a ton. I mean, you said you didn't want to talk about everybody. To me, I'm thinking, who's left? <laughs> like, we talked about a ton of bands in this episode. We talked about everybody because you each gave, like, your best. Like, here's my best, you know, my five best or mm-hmm. six best or whatever best. And then you all gave your also rands too. But it was all just, it was like, well, Van Halen released 1984 and they, and they opened with keyboards and I wasn't really sure what the deal was. And then they started rocking my face off and I really liked it. And that the hot for teacher teacher was hot and she's 70. Holy crap. We're <laughs> old, but it was all facts. It was all facts. I, I didn't hear you go Ian. You're full of crap. Like 84 uh. was not the best out. Like you could you're out of your mind you did it a little bit when you said yeah i'm not a hagar fan you i get i I give you credit you like hagar not for me not you know footloose soundtrack you're out of your mind i okay whatever i dropped the ball on this i
1: because 85 on exactly what you just talked about when we had our meetings and is exactly what i said i'm like guys We It has to be more of us, because the next one, I actually produced uh, drops, ticking clocks, a minute, minute and a half, two minutes, where I said, and we would, would, there was a timer, and at 84, 85, that's when we turned the corner, and I should have given you 1986, because (laughs) that is exactly (laughs) how it was. It was we were talking about poison, and I was like, you know, Ian was talking about poison. I'm like, Ian, poison sucked." Right, I don't know right. what you're talking about, but um and I dropped the ball on this one, but yeah, but um, that's
3: all that adds more depth to it. What I would do is narrow the number of bands you talk about, like make everybody pick. Their album from 1986, right? And then you can talk about. There were other albums that came out in '86, but that's my one, right? Because, like on this on this episode, you went. I think Ian, that's when Rat came out. I wouldn't really consider them glam because they weren't dressed up. They didn't wear as much eyeliner as Twisted yeah. Sister. We all liked Rat. Okay, great. Like, like that. it's um. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna challenge you. You know, you've taken an interest in this. Go to MetalMayhemROC.com and like, listen to 1986 because actually what we did was because I said we got we to mix this up because the, there, we have videos of these on our YouTube channel too where I'm like, okay, we're only going to do like 16 or 17 bands and I actually put them in a little jar as a visual aid and I shook it up and I pulled out a name. I'm like, okay, we're talking about blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I set the timer I go two minutes, that's it. And at the ten second mark, it came up and it was and when it buzzed, I'm
0: like, all right, done. Yeah, that kind of that kind of gamifies it. If you think about it, um that metal show, you know, I saw where you interviewed uh Jim from that show that was half the fun of that show where they had to do a top 10 ACDC albums. And they're like, how can, no, you can't put, you know, let there be rock below. But so that kind of stuff. Cause then you also get into the why. Cause some of this was very Wikipedia, you know, so-and-so released this album and it was big and they had lots of hits. And I was like, okay. But then somebody else said, I think it was, I forget it was, he was doing a track by track, I think of Judas priest. And he was going into, to the why, but also, on the other hand, when you can't play the music, when you start explaining like, oh, I love the part that's like a roller coaster. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can't hear that. And it's not doing anything. At least it wasn't for me. And I love that album, by the way. But I was like, yeah. you know, we're, we're going knee deep into something that just makes me want to turn off your podcast and listen to that song now.
1: I have to emphasize a lot of the reason why I wanted to do this other one. Mm the, the second one wasn't so much the content it was more the nuts and bolts of the production is that it is the quality good this and that some some advice some feedback on that yeah. well because like I said we, we've pivoted and so I, go ahead
0: I got two quick clips this one uh, was the stuff that I was like cool basically kissing cousins to Rush Triumph released the album Thunder 7 now interestingly interestingly enough this was actually a concept or a light concept uh, based on on time-related uh, situations, you know, changes in time, time travel, different things like that. Huge album for uh, a huge uh, fan of Triumph. Rick Emmett's amazing. I know that album. As soon as he said it, I started hearing the one where it was like acapella, time, time, time. And I was like, I never knew that was a concept album or light concept album, as he put it. So that and the trivia about Rush having a song that didn't have bass in it, all the trivia stuff, um, I think I have a clip of you talking about the one album that came with a some sort of dog collar or something like that.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. All that the stuff. Neck the, Church, yeah, all Headbanger the banger neck brace.
0: Yeah, all the stuff that you can't do on Wikipedia or isn't on Wikipedia, but super fans would appreciate, I was all about it. We're gonna we're gonna circle back for three seconds for this clip and you've already said why you didn't edit, but this was the stuff I'm talking about. Uh, doing some recording, so with that being said, community at the time and
2: 10 bands of the 70s to reunite yeah. to go forward.
0: So, somebody left their sound effects on okay. the one I am really doing. That,
1: that was the actual audio from the show,
0: yeah. It, it all of a sudden it's like, Bring! And I was like, Oh, again, uh, this is the nitpicky corner, just again. Um, so we'll get that up. Uh, and then when I heard this. I knew Eric again was going to get triggered.
2: So for the listeners, if you haven't thought of this album in a while, do yourself a favor, dust this one off and crank it. You will not regret it.
0: And of course, Eric, you're going to say he,
3: he, the, for the listeners doesn't even really need to be in there. Like if he just says, Hey, if you haven't dusted this one off in a while, this one would be worth a listen. So whether he's talking to you or talking to me or whoever, he's still making that one-on-one connection. But when he says for the listeners, that means the people outside of our conversation that are not in, that are not worthy to be in the room with us. They're the people out there, not the people in here. But when I just say, man, if you haven't dusted that one off, you might want to give that one a listen because it's got some power to it. Then you're like, oh, cool. Thanks for the tip. I'll go do that. So just another way to bring people in.
0: Yeah. Well, just uh, I just mentioned the dog collar thing. This clip has two two parts of it. The trivia is great, but there's another thing about this.
1: Uh, another band I had a chance to see in their infant stages. And <laughs> funny thing enough, in their merchandise flyer and in the inner sleeve of the album, they had the metal church neck brace that you could
0: purchase. So what that did is I saw them as a young band. It's, it's a very subtle, but yet definitely works. Street cred. You know what I mean? I saw these guys when they were coming up, so I thought that was another cool kind of subtle way without saying, you know, back in my day, you don't know who I am and who I was like, no, by the
3: way, I saw these
0: guys when they were in this band. So,
3: Yeah, I'm just saying, as we're listening to the clips, John, I don't hear a lot of technical issues, Mm -mm. you know, some bumps and stuff, and I don't know which of the two it was because I wasn't able to pick it out as I was listening, but one of them either bumps their mic a lot or bumps their counter and it reverberates through their mic or some they're doing something and I can't figure out what it is. Cause it doesn't happen often enough and it doesn't happen consistently when one of the two is talking, but somebody's bumping something it's, occasionally. I think it's, I think it's
1: Ian who has, I gave him I sent him a microphone and he he has this setup on his desk with boxes and everything. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're making this so much harder. <laughs> you, you can't do this, you know? Yeah, right. That's yeah. exactly what he's doing. That's it. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you would, and I have to literally say, when I found out, I told you this. When I found out, he was in his basement. I go, why are you in your basement? He goes, well, because for th- 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 some reason. I go, okay, do you have a spare bedroom at your house? He goes, yeah. I go, is it carpeted? He goes, yeah. I said, is there um, curtains in there? Yeah. Is there a bed with comforters? Yeah. I go, get your ass up there. <laughs> That's your new studio. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge because I'm trying to capture the audio as good as possible. And but in terms
3: of the otherwise just make it a make it a running gag like Ian's in his workshop you know every time he's he's bumping stuff you're like yeah Ian's over there in the workshop tinkering in the tools again
1: you know, like, but but uh, because Dave you know I watch a lot of your things and you know I cringe too when I hear some of these other podcasts and you're like what is this guy in a cave what well, you know what is going on and they have no idea and I see I don't guys I don't have this this is why I did this, because I don't have a soundboard. It's me, myself, and I. It's, you know, oh, does that sound good? Does it not sound good? I've, I've spent a lot of money on just education, education. Mm-hmm. and. But th- th- does it sound all right? I mean, can it sound better?
3: It I, can always sound better. I don't have any issue with the way it sounds. To me, I can tell the three of you are in different locations. It doesn't sound like you're in a professional studio and he's in a in a subway. You know, it they're close enough to be to to be legit. It sounds it sounds well, decent. I wouldn't I, gave, I wouldn't concern I gave, myself making it ten notches better.
1: Well, I gave each of them uh, at least microphones.
3: Okay. So do they both they have
1: windscreens?
3: Do they have muffs on the yes. on their mics? Yes. Yeah.
1: I they were, great question. I better check.
3: You know, well, that,
1: have
3: it, the one and, of them has some breathing. One of them, one of them gets, do you have a clip of the, of, of I the did. Darth Vader it's, there, Dave? Yeah,
0: let me, uh, yeah, Um this it's, is the clip. I you. just played this, but if you listen to the min, in the middle, cause there's clips it kind of pops in up, but you'll hear one where he kind of goes, oh, it's, it's pretty. I was like, wow. Uh Doing some recording. So with that being said, community at the time,
2: and 10 bands of the seventies to reunite to go forward. So okay. we, we had a
0: desk smack. We had a, and then, and, and that sounded like usually that kind of thing. Cause people don't breathe like that. Usually that means you ran it through off phonic, which is this kind of cool compressor noise removal kind of thing. But if you do breathe a little louder than maybe normal, you're a little too close to the microphone. Alphonic sees that breath, which is normally you know almost unaudible, but now all of a sudden it's, and it takes that and makes it, and you're like oh because it thinks it's words. So I don't know if that's if you're running it through Alphonic or a compressor, but sometimes compressors come back to bite you in the butt.
1: No, I'm not. Um, No, I don't. I it, import it. I bring it in from the Roadster because it's multi-tracked. Everyone, and, unfortunately, those two are on the Zoom. So right. they're on one track. I can't really treat it. I'm I'm ISO, but I'm also in my home studio right. going through. You know,
3: yeah, I, yeah. I would just make sure that he that they both have their muffs on their mics, and I think uh-huh. that will, yeah, just, that will help it a little bit.
0: There's a, a guy on YouTube uh, does a show called Podcastage, and he sa- he always has him go. Please bring pizza pronto, and that'll get that and and make sure. You know, because a lot of people think they're David Lee Ross, so they're going to talk right into the microphone. I'm like, yeah, you don't don't need that. I both Eric and I kind of pointed at the corners of our mouths. We're good to go. uh, Mm -hmm. And that works. But uh, no, I've I've heard so much worse. You know, the one guy I might have been uh, metal. uh, Is it Walt? Yes. He's got a little more bass on his mic. And that actually kind of helped identify who's who because they don't sound alike. And it's not bass in a bad way. Uh, again, I, especially, I, I always like to listen to these while I walk around as well as sitting in a quiet room because you don't realize how much, uh, in some cases, just the background noise of the car or whatever, like, it sounds great when you're in a quiet room, but all of a sudden when you get out someplace and you've got the sound of tires, okay, now I can't hear your guest anymore, but I didn't run into any of that stuff. So sound wise, I thought it was, uh, you know,
1: Oh, well, I try to get it, um, minus three to minus five,
0: you bingo. know? The other question I had was you went to a commercial break.
1: Get yourself up to metaldevastationradio.com and join me for some heavy metal live radio style. So
0: right now we're going to send it back to Walt. And so we're sending it back to Walt. But the other question is I'm assuming metal devastation radio is not yours. And they'll give you a spot. That's where, I,
1: that's where I have the live radio show.
0: But is that yours?
1: The live radio shows mine, but metal devastation radio is not mine.
0: Okay. Cause so it's somebody who owns metal devastation radio. Basically mm-hmm. you're filling a slot. Li- okay. Cause I was like, that's a confusing brand thing. Like why wouldn't it be metal mayhem rock live or something like that? But it's because it's, that's the channel you're the show. So I, I got that.
1: I have my live radio show on that network. Right. On Monday nights, not this show.
0: Right. That's the thing. That's the th- Well, that's it. it. Cause it was kind of, it. Fr- the first time I heard it, I was like, wait, is he running a commercial for his own show? I'm like, I'm listening to that show. And then it dawned on me, it's a live version. I went over to listen to it. It's actually, you're playing some really cool tunes on it and things like that. So it is different. Uh, So you're, you're running an advertisement for your live show, which is what I got. But it, it took me a second yeah. to like, wait, did he start a second pod? No, that's the, the network
1: and I got away from that because people are from ridiculous, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they just, they don't understand. I have my burnout buddies, you know, they go to the website and they, they think they're listening to the live radio show and they're hitting the play button for the podcast. And it's, it's exhausting guys, you know, it's, oh, yeah, exhausting.
3: Yeah, well, feel your pain.
0: Yeah. And, and we were talking earlier about how, you know, we don't just want facts. We kind of want some commentary and, and Eric yeah. had, had had pulled this clip
2: and, and every boy that liked twisted sister took their pen out and had that TS logo entrenched on their notebook. Um, but you know, so sort of putting the hits aside, the rest of the album is really good.
0: So it was more into to commentary. And I think you already brought up the, the rat thing. And and that was interesting. Cause they're like, well, no, they're kind of sleaze, but not quite. I
3: was laughing at the difference. Yeah, that's what it was. It was sleaze. <laughs> yeah. They weren't glam. They were sleaze. Leaze, yeah. yeah. Just little things like that. Little I- insights, that lets us. It lets your personality come out yep. on the show a little bit more, and I'm uh, I'm glad to hear that you're bringing more of that in in future years and future episodes that you do because it's obvious listening to this episode. You are, you all three of you are very knowledgeable about the genre, especially the decade. We get it, we but it's almost overload because you give me so much. It's almost yeah. overload because you're telling me everything you know about every band there is rather than one of the guys it might've been Ian was like, that's my favorite priest album of all, like every cut on there, there is not one I don't like. And like, that's what I want to know. Like, okay, cool. He's a priest fan. He's into the whole thing. Like he's, he knows enough about every one of the albums to know that's the one that, that he'd listened to hands down. Again, I'm my own producer too. Yeah. I'm an engineer. I'm the producer. Yeah.
1: And I'm the talent. It's just like, There's no soundboard. It's just, you know, so there's a lot of trial and error. And, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, not, you know, metal ones. I listen to a lot of stuff. That's all I listen to. And it's, I have a vision and you're, we're, and we work hard and we're like, okay, we listen to, and I'm like, okay, well, we could get better. It has to get better. It has to, we have to trim the fat. And I tell the guys, more us, less spitting out facts, yeah. less bands, more us. More we literally have to be like we're around a campfire. And you know, after that second beer, you loosen up a little and you're like, you know, dude, you've always been into that band, and they've always sucked. And <laughs> here you are still defending these guys.
3: Well, yeah, you're on the right track. You're going right down the right path. I think yeah. you're it, when it comes to content, it's solid. Um and I don't have any real big issues with the production quality of it. The things Dave and I are bringing up tonight, you're saying you want to take that next step and bring that listener in as that fourth person. We're just giving you those little nuances that you can go in like just using you rather than everybody is something your listeners probably won't even Consciously realize, but it will be just that little tweak that you can make that will bring them in and make them feel more part of the show.
0: And if you want that kind of campfire thing, I'm going to steal some of Eric's thunder. Is um the and I'm surprised you haven't brought it up yet. The the like I'm not throwing things to Eric. You you seem to throw things to people a lot, which sounds very Channel Eleven News at eleven. We're going to Eric now to get his opinion on the tease at the end of the show. And I'm not. And again, this is where I I go. Is it a podcast or a radio show? Because there's there are certain things that I was like, this is kind of a media thing. Hey, I'm going to throw it over to Eric now to explain what he thinks about throwing it to people.
1: Well, no, you're right. And part of what I did was I said, listen, we're at a disadvantage because we don't have any eye contact here. We're in three different spots. So that's when in 85, we pivoted to doing it on Zoom. I go, because we need to be able to see each other. So and you weren't
3: on Zoom seeing each other on this episode? No, it wasn't oh, until dude. 84,
1: 85. Uh, that explains a, when, a lot. No, yeah, that explains
3: is. a world of difference. I thought you guys could all see each other because oh, it makes it no, so no, no. easier. So no, here's what you do, John, when you can't see each other, Dave does it a lot right here where Dave will go uh well, you know this whole throwing your thing to each other Dave you had what do you think about throwing it to each other you know just ask him the question so like if you're going to Ian on his top three favorite albums, you know I say, well, you know those are my three favorite albums Ian, what about you what do you think what what was your overall thought in nineteen eighty four he goes ah eighty four was the the best year yet you know here are my mm-hmm. three albums so you just kind of ask him a question or just kind of make reference to what's on your list, Ian, or what do you got? Or Ian, you thought you had a thought on that or you, you and I you and I were just talking about that the other day or just kind of acknowledge him and then let him roll. And, and I'm telling you, it's, that's why I, I said it 10 times. I dropped the
1: ball by sending you eight four. <laughs> It's um. I think we're
0: on the same page. Like, right. you know, we're all good. So,
1: and then <laughs> because I said, like I said, I said we gotta. Be I can't believe, believe
3: you
0: them. can't couldn't see each other. That's crazy. That's amazing. Now it makes it even better. <laughs> well, yeah. So, in, in terms Go of ahead. looking at the content, we'll we'll end on a positive before we jump into your website. And both Eric and I uh, agree. We talked about this at the beginning about how to do a good tease, and this is a great tease.
2: But to give a little, let's say, teaser to about some of the other things that painted the picture of 85, you know, there were some major personnel changes in two major bands. Um, Let's say uh, the heavy metal flag was flown, you know, high and mighty and strong and proud at a very big event that took place in D.C. by a heavy metal icon.
0: And that's just a small part of it. I mean, the tease went on for a while and the whole time because I'm like, wait, it was... 85, two bands, hmm, okay, Zeppelin, nope, Pink Floyd, hmm. so it really got me, and that's exactly what you want, is like, okay, I gotta, anytime you can get your audience going, I wonder what happens next, or I need to know that, there's a, some, some sort of scientific principle that, like, your brain gets a little, like, it can't let go until it gets the it answer to to close them.
3: the loop. Yeah. One, one thing about a tease, you want to give... Uh, about 80% of the information, but leave out the most critical 20%. But the most important part of a tease is make it so they can't Google it. Because if you give me too much information and I can go Google it, I don't have to come back for the show. The fact that you said DC, I can go Google that now. Had you left out the DC part and you would have just said two bands flying the flag and you know, a, a big event in 84 uh, you know, we'll, we'll reveal all of that come or in 85 and we'll reveal all that coming up, but what was if I see right there at the very end, right before he paused it, you said there was, they said two big acts at a big, big metal event in DC in 85.
1: Oh, it was live aid.
3: Oh, see, yeah. there you go.
1: <laughs> see, DC. Google it. Yeah, it was live aid. And because 85 1985 July 85 was So it would have 80. been
3: the Scorpions and no, no it's no? uh Pink Floyd and oh. Led Zeppelin.
1: Zeppelin and Sabbath.
0: Sabbath, okay.
1: Yeah, Ozzy and Sabbath played together and Zeppelin
3: with um Phil Collins on drums. Interesting. So had yeah. you not had had DC not been mentioned it would have been much more difficult yeah. for me to figure out who that was so don't give too much information on a tease but this right here was a great tease in terms of what i'm looking for where we talked about at the beginning of the show create some anticipation and some intrigue to get people to come back and and yep. see what 85 was all about
0: and when you go to the website again uh, com, again just like the beginning of the show you're like okay I know this is a metal show. When you go to the website, you're like, "Yeah, this is." I don't think we're going to be talking Britney Spears on this site. You know, it's
3: uh, (laughs) the the colors are fantastic. The 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 fonts are amazing. This whole website, I love. What was the the page I clicked on where the fire was coming at me? That was awesome. uh,
1: The skull. It's not too cliche because that's
2: stock.
3: Nah, no, because it's not. It's not your standard rock skull. This is like a decomposed. Rotting skull, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I'm uh, not even a metal guy, and that skull is pretty badass. Like most the of the am- skulls you see on keychains and mud flaps are pretty, pretty cliche. This one here looks pretty badass because I don't know what those things are coming off of his jowls there, but man, it's it's awesome. <laughs> the Amber's. And
0: then when you scroll down and and there's the part where Eric was talking about, you got fire in the background for your, And I I love the fact that you've got, you know, the buttons here to subscribe right there on the front. Uh, If you got room, I would be tempted to put a button up here just so that if I'm not, if I haven't scrolled down, because you really, that's, that's the, you know, the golden ring. You want people to follow and subscribe. But the thing that I was that confused me on it, because you got your social media here, you got your, uh, email list. You've got your sponsors there at the bottom and it's, it's got information on it, which is great, but it's not too cluttered. A lot of times, even this part with the sponsors, a lot of white space there. So it doesn't look like you're just trying to cram everything on the front page. I thought it had a nice flow to it. The one that confused me is when I went to listen, I expected to go to your episodes with a description with clickable links. And when I click on that. I said, "Oh, here it is." The uh, I want to go to you know Metal Mayhem Rock podcast. So I click on that, and it takes me to Spotify. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but Spotify descriptions are absolutely just the worst. So when I click on this, yes, I see the description, but they don't make clickable links. Now I don't know if that's different on the app, but the other thing is, and this is where like Nedrick' reaction was: here's all these words and they're in Spotify, this should be on your website because that's how you, you get Google. Like if somebody like Ryan, I'm like, holy cow, he talked to Steve Vai. That's really cool. And, you know, I love the fact that you've got your links here and any everything you talked about. But I later found out that if I go back to your website, which took me to all sorts of weird places, you actually do have the description. It's under blog. And so when I clicked here, I was like, oh, here's all the words for your descriptions and such. And I was like, okay, so it is here. So I would be tempted to change the word blog to episodes. I found the the episode for 1984, and that's where I was like, wow, you guys really do have a great description here. And you can kind of, uh, you could follow along with the episode here. And the only thing that I think... Here is none of these have, and again, I understand why, as Eric said, you mentioned 400 bands in this episode. There's a lot, which is great. You you did your research and such. Uh, and especially when you said Manowar, I, was, I salute you. I was like, I saw Manowar many moons ago. I'm not sure how much of your goal is to make money with this, but you could link if they're on there, because I realize Amazon Music is not is cool with Spotify and things like that, but they do have an affiliate program and it would be a trickle of income if you're looking for that, but none of these were, were linked. I don't know, Eric, do you think these need to be linked? I mean, if the, that's why I go back be to, a lot
3: of work, I mean, it would, sure give you some, it give you some Google juice, you know, with, with backlinks and such. Uh, but you know, it, it, it would be a lot of work. So Just-
1: it is a lot of work and, um, I'll let you finish your thought and I'll well you I,
0: I, I just, when I saw this, I was like, oh, these are the show notes. I just, to me, a blog is text only. That's what a blog is. And you've got your player here. And again, who, who cares, right? That's we're splitting hairs, but I just expected, oh, there is a listen now button here. So that's good. But I just, for me, just my knee jerk reaction going to the website, I clicked on listen and expected to see what is on your website, the blog. And so, Uh, well,
1: I'm looking for my mouse. Uh, Scroll down. Well, (laughs) this is the, um, the episode.
3: That's the last one. The latest episode. Right.
1: Why is that up there? Is this live?
0: This is live. Yeah. We're on your website. So the latest episode, which you can do, I believe in, in Spotify's tool. You know, if I want to go listen to that Don Dawkin interview that you did, I was a huge Dawkin fan. I would go to listen, and you're driving everybody to Spotify, which, you know, it is a a metal show. It's a music show. So I I guess that's that, but it is the number two platform.
1: Why is that episode on there and not the... That's such an old episode. Why isn't our new episode on there?
0: Time to to get the web guy on the phone. (laughs) But, and then... You do have the thing here in the middle again, your, your radio show, your live one. So that's there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Have you ever tried
3: merch?
1: Yeah. Well, look, cause there's, that's what I just had the meeting with the guy tonight.
0: Okay.
3: Your I, logo is, uh, his prime for yeah, merch.
0: Yeah. I was like, okay. I, I mean, I know a lot of people that have tried merch and you usually, you're not going to retire on that, but I'm with Eric. I was like, man, this is graphically, this is a great website. I was like, you know, we might want to throw that on a pocket or something, or on a shirt, or
1: well, you know, th- this is this is the plan, and the reason uh, I work with another outlet that has guided me through a lot of this, and we segued from the cheesy GoDaddy website to this Kajabi site because. The goal is the beginning of the year to create a pay platform. Somehow, Hence the
3: login up there in the menu. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so we, we, have, we it's a long-term goal. And um, we have tons of ideas on how do you get someone to pay $5 a month to become part of the Metal Mayhem Maniac Club. Everything from, hey, join the club and... Um, you can be join us f- for an interview with Biff Byford of Saxon. You can do this, and it's just like porn. You're not gonna give them the money shot. You get like um. Now all of a sudden, it'll get to the point where uh we have an interview. I'll use Saxon, Biff Byford of Saxon. We do the this the free portion of it is you're gonna hear the first twenty minutes of. Biff talking about the new Saxon album and plans for touring. Join the Maniac Club. You hear the rest of the story where he talks about touring with Ozzy in 88 and how Ozzy really did snort ants and all that meat and the potatoes stuff. And the, there's a whole world of ideas to get people to spend $5 a month.
0: Well, one thing I want to so, w- warn you about, because you said a, a word that makes me kind of go, ooh, which is Kajabi phenomenal marketing tool and email list and all that other stuff. Do not put your main podcast on Kajabi. And here's why they are a marketing tool that minors in podcasting. And I've, because I work at Libsyn, I run into this uh, a couple times a month where somebody has moved to Kajabi for their podcast. They still love Kajabi as a marketing thing, but they're like, eh, they're not really the best at, at podcasting. So they want to move back. Not the, the, the problem is because Kajabi doesn't really understand podcasting. There's a, there's a thing called the the geeky term is it's a redirect. It's like a change of address so that if you do leave Kajabi, you can basically say, Hey guys, I'm over here at Buzzsprout or Libsyn or Blueberry, whoever Kajabi doesn't have that. So whatever podcast you put on Kajabi is gonna stay there, or you're gonna? I don't leave.
1: have anything on Kajabi.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I have everything on Podbean. Okay, well, good. So I'm just just letting you know. When I hear Kajabi, I just always want to let people know. Great marketing platform. I definitely do not recommend them for your podcast. So if you want to do premium oh, stuff, no. I would use. There's a ton. Supercast, uh, Glow FM is owned by Libsyn. You got Patreon, all those things like that as well. Well, the, the, oh, something else just to throw in there, just to give you some expectations when it comes to premium content. When, um, when I interviewed people for my book and Adam Curry just said this, the guy that invented podcasting, he's, he's up to 4% of his audience. So if you got a hundred people listening per episode, if you're really good, you might get four. So I'm not here to be Dave Jackson, dream crusher.
1: No, 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 no. But it's, it's, you you know what? It's a goal and it's, it's, we're building, we are building what, where we are tonight in six months, we're going to look back and say, remember that night I hung out with, you know, Eric and Dave, and I learned so much. And in six months, when we do this again, you're going to be like, all right, you've done your heavy metal homework. I like to see what you've done. And because it's not a one and done. know i'll use you guys again it's all information
3: yeah and go ahead eric i heard you breathe (laughs) yeah i was just gonna say uh overall with the website i love the the white space which is actually black space on your website but i love the color scheme i love the cleanness of it the way it's laid out i love that little the fire embers that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool um just a couple things that confused me. If I click in the menu bar on like blog, two of the menu options go away. And I don't know why mm-hmm. that is. It only gives me home blog contact login. So I don't have the listen and I don't have the, uh, the meet the guys on the show links anymore. Right. I, so, <clears throat> so I don't know why those go away. Um, I would adjust your uh, newsletter. I think people want to be in the know the newsletter you give a benefit, but it's it it's pretty lackluster to be honest. Um, become part of the the uh, newsletter so you can get updates on episodes and interviews and such. You know, give me something like, give me some juice that I get. Like you know, I'll be the first to know about the inside scoop or something. Give me give me something that entices me to sign up nobody's waking up in the morning going, man, I sure hope I get another newsletter in my inbox today. (laughs) So you got to give them a reason more than just because you say uh, I get to learn about new episodes. Well, if I'm subscribed on my app, I don't need to, I don't need you to email me about it. I just get it when I open my app. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so I would give a little more juice to that. And then uh, I'm with Dave clicking the listen, the listen now and, the listen drop down, both of them take me over to Spotify. Uh, I'm not a fan of leave of getting people to leave your site. If you want to keep it like that, I would have see if you can have that open in a new tab, so your what your site is still open on their browser and they can get back to it easily.
1: Well, I'm confused if uh, they if where should it go if
3: you click the listen now? It should go here. Go to your blog. What what you're calling blog should be listen because I can go here and listen to all of your episodes. Well, if now
1: I, when you when you click that, where does it go?
0: When I click this, it should take yeah. me to the page where I can scroll down. Now, and there's another play
1: button. Oh, when you hit that, we'll when look I hit where that goes,
0: uh, hopefully not. No, it's it's playing the thing right here. Um,
3: yeah. The, so the. When I click on blog, it takes me to kind of the, 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 episode directory. So I see all of your episodes. Then I click on an episode and it opens that episode page where I can play and listen. Can you play it from right there, Dave? Can you play it on yeah. the player? Yep. Yeah. So I can listen right here on the directory page too. So I, I would, I would eliminate the listen link and I would change the blog link to listen. Yeah, the blog takes a minute to do, as you know.
0: Yeah, yep. yeah, that's the. It really does, and, and, and
3: you know, uh, and you can. Sti- it looks great. Your episode show notes look fantastic. Y- yeah, the other you, you put some work into it, and I love it.
0: Yeah, the other thing that was kind of confusing because here, when I click on blog, I go to the blog, which is great. When I click on contact, it went right to contact. Okay, I swear, last night when I did this,
3: there oh, was. Oh, it does on from the homepage. Go to the homepage and then click on it.
0: Yeah, there it is. I have to click on contact, and I that just I was. Oh, yeah, so, so
1: you're saying that that first contact should be a button? It should
3: go right to. Yeah,
0: it. I'm not sure. I need. Yeah. it. yeah. So just you so don't need a two-step.
3: It drops it. it down to contact. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it, contact's the only drop-down in contact. So just make it go straight to the yeah. contact page rather than like like your other pages do when the right when the menu bar shortens. Yeah. But, Overall, I thought the, the website rocked. Yeah. I, I love your color scheme. I love your graphics. It looks in your face enough, but still professional.
1: Well, thank you. See, people don't understand that the, the what's involved in all this. Yeah. Yeah. Really don't understand. And I'm constantly learning. And, and obviously, I'm investing time, energy, and money. Yeah. How many episodes do you have out? Oh, we're over a hundred.
3: Nice. Yeah, you're rocking it.
1: I have a passion. I, I like my. Did, did you read my bio? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's metal and it's uh, media. I, I love it. I you know it's just and a lot of the podcasts I listen to. Uh, I'm media guys, Jimmy Traina, you know, Orkland, and a lot of the the industry guys. Yep. I listen, to, you know, I listen to everyone. And and I am guilty of making the podcast a radio because I love radio and I listen to a lot. Well, that's you know,
0: I'm bouncing. When I read your bio again, that was one where I was like, Oh, this is why <laughs> yeah. this guy has a radio flavor. Is he lives and breathes radio? So,
3: but the benefit of that is it gives you that professionalism. You know what you're doing. It doesn't. You know. Yeah. You know. You know your way around a mic, which is awesome. Just keep helping Ian and Walt learn their way. You know, they're not going to be perfect, but that makes that's what makes them lovable. And that's what makes the, the show authentic. You know, you don't want it too polished. Like no. that's that's why I don't want you to go take all the ums out that Dave suggests because sometimes it gets sterile and it gets too clean, right? It doesn't well, sound like it's an authentic, an, an occasional um, when you or your guest stops to to think for a minute, it gets your audience to lean in and try and predict what you're going to say. So an a, the occasional um or occasional pregnant pause is really a benefit on on your show sometimes
1: i know you haven't listened to a lot of it but how much editing do you think i do
3: i it's hard to tell because
0: when i listen to that's the good news i don't hear any edits you know what i mean so it's when all of a sudden some yeah that's you don't want to hear i don't want to hear a jump cut from a youtube video in my (laughs) audio podcast
1: I literally, because I capture the audio. You know, we do this. It's just like making a movie. You capture all this, then I inventory everything, and I, I, you know, I start going through it. Maybe to a fault, where you know I put a lot of time into it, but I actually craft the episode. Ian, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta tell him. I go, dude, I love you, bro. But get to the point. Don't talk <laughs> so much, but yeah, you know, but stay better. Sure goes, well, you're being mean. I go, no, I love you, man, but.
3: Forward momentum. You got to keep forward momentum or or you lose people. Like so many people ask Dave and I, how long is too long? And it's not. As long as the forward momentum keeps the story moving forward, you can do an hour and a half episode, but we got to keep moving forward. I can't start repeating. Like I said, like I said, like I told you, like I said, then that, you know, now we're treading water and I'm out. So I have a couple couple questions. Great. Um, how long is
1: too long for an episode? And I know you just sort of answered it. Yeah. But Dave, is there is there documentation? Is there data that? The, but the data to try is, to stay between thirty and forty five minutes.
0: Yeah, the data is crap. It it comes and the last time I heard about it was like back in two thousand five, and somebody did a study and they said the average commute in America is twenty minutes. And everybody was like, that's it. I got to make my podcast 20 minutes. And yet uh, Rob Walsh has done studies on this and he looks at like the top 200 and all of them are like an hour, if not more. And I mean, I've heard, you know, an hour and a half podcast that sounded like it was 10 minutes and I've heard 10 minute podcasts that I was like, oh my God, is this over yet? So I did an episode once. I get asked a lot about interviews and I just got tired of answering the same questions. I said, you know what? Doing a brain dump. And mostly my episodes, I have my segments I'm going to talk about. And when I'm done, I I tap out. That's it. And usually it's around 30 to 50 minutes. And, you know, I'm not doing the Dave Jackson power hour and I've got 38 minutes worth of content. And I'm just going to talk about Mr. Whiskers for the other 22. I figure Mm -hmm. out what I'm going to say. And then when I'm done saying it, that's it. And I do what I do. Now, this is just me because I'm a little AD. I'm a lot ADD is I actually write out a blog because I have to figure out what is, what is it I'm trying to say? Because when I don't, it's all over the place and then it's more editing. So I spend the time I used to spend editing now writing out a blog post, trying to figure out what do I really want to say? And then what I do is I take like four bullet points from that. Okay. I know what I want to say. This is a nice flow to it. I take four bullet points and I talk to the invisible person across the desk for me and, I don't really do much editing after that. You hear them. I have my uh, bloopers and that's just usually because my mouth went home and I can't say it, but Dan Carlin does four hour long podcasts and guy gets millions of downloads. So, you know, it's, I don't know if there's any Eric, do you know from radio or anything like that or anything you've seen read in the trades that like what the, you know, is there a, a, you know, golden time? I've always just said, you know, make it as long as it needs to be. No, there's
3: not really. People stop listening to your show when they're done doing whatever they're doing. So if they're working out and they're listening to your show, they're going to be done when they're done working out. You know, my favorite shows that I listen to, I listen to a couple and they're usually between 45 minutes and an hour and 15. And I usually split them up. So I'll Mm -hmm. listen to them on on a drive. I'll listen to half of it on the way there and the other half of it on the way home. Like if it's good enough and compelling enough, they'll listen to it in multiple chunks. If that's what it takes.
1: Well, we're conscious of it. That's the thing. I'm too conscious of it. I do the same thing. I look at, you know, I, I have my stitcher account. I got all my guys and I'll look at what they have. I'll look at the time and I'm like, okay, um, I usually listen to them when I go to bed, you know, 20 minutes at the time in 20 minutes. Um, I know there's no concrete answer.
3: Well, you- my suggestion John is to make it consistent because people are creatures of habit. Yeah. And they know what they like and they like what they know. They're going to come to your show expecting something, so deliver that expectation consistently. Mm-hmm. Don't give them 20 minutes today and an hour and a half tomorrow and 15 minutes the next day. If they're coming and they know that that Metal Mayhem ROC is giving me roughly 45 to 60 minutes of in my face rock then consistently give them that there'll be an occasional show that's 20 minutes and the occasional show that's an hour and a half and that's okay. But as long as, you know, when you set it up and you go, Hey dudes, uh, today's going to be short. My, I got my kid's birthday party. I got to get to. And so we're going to, we're going to hammer this real quick. It's going to be a shorter episode or, you know what? We're leaving for vacation for the holidays so we're just going to rock a quick one for you today. Or you know what? We interviewed Dave Jackson today and he wouldn't stop talking and it's an hour and a half long. Uh, <laughs> sorry in advance, but it's chock full of good stuff and you're going to love it. Here we go. So the, okay, break the rules occasionally. But for most of the time, if you give them consistency, you'll build them. They'll yep. build habits listening to your show.
1: That's what we do. That's what I do. And, and that's I all you got to do. Downloads, where do I really, because they go up, but what's the parameter? Where do you, do you side with, see how you're doing with uh, engagement? Well, there's,
0: there's boatloads of stats. So there's the stats in, I think you said you're using Podbean. So you can see how many downloads you have there. In terms of how long is my show, and, and I wish there was a place you could get this in one spot, but at least in 2022, that's not an option. Uh, in podcastconnect.apple.com that's apple's back end podcast they love everything plural podcastmanager.google.com that's interesting cuz you can see how far people listened and what search terms they typed in to find you spotify shows you how far people listen and amazon just came out like this week with a portal but i don't see that stat but you do get to see how many followers you have in all those it's just so convenient that it's four different places and they all have different things like that. So uh, it really depends on your why. Like I'm worried about downloads if I'm trying to get advertising. Uh, I always give an example. The why of my show is I want to get people to join my membership site. My numbers always go up in January because everybody and their brother's like, this is the year I'm starting a podcast. And my numbers always go down a little bit in February because everybody's like, okay, well, that was fun. But (laughs) On the other hand, in February, the number of subscribers went up. So that's really what I'm judging my success of my show on is how many people are joining the school of podcasting. Eric might be how many people are doing that 15 minute free phone call with me or whatever it is, you know, so when my numbers go down, I don't care because I actually my revenue went up. So it really boils down to why am I doing this? And you know, what?
1: the one thing I've noticed is there's nothing better than. I run into someone at the store, like Vern. I was listening to the podcast the other day. You did an interview. I go, "Go, oh, thanks for listening." He goes, "Yeah, I've heard a few." Man, I have some friends that listen, and they'll they'll report in every couple months. Been listening. Things sound really good. Keep it up. And it's, you know, that saying, uh, "Someone complains, ten think that." Well, it's, it goes the other way too. If one or two people compliment you. I just know for myself, everything that I listen to, I never rate and review.
0: One thing to know about rate and review, because this is one of the things that's been repeated so often that people think it's true. They'll go, please rate and review. It helps me get found. No, no, it does not. It does not. It does. Not. We've all been saying that Apple finally came out and said, this has nothing to do with being found or how search works. It is simply social proof. So you know, you can ask to get ratings and reviews, but in terms of actually, you know, helping you get found, no, it's. But what it can do then is some people use it because they'll say, oh, Jim Mom 72 said that her favorite Man of War album was Fighting the World. And then you can do that towards the end of the show and then maybe turn that into, okay, what was your favorite album from 1985? Go out to the website, Metal Mayhem. ROC.com and click on the contact button and we'll read your answer in a future episode. So,
1: you know, yeah, that, 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 all of that. Um, I got two more questions. I'll let you guys get going. Um, this is an emotional one. How do I, when I look at the other shows out there and how do I not get all worked up? It's like they have more engagement or more interaction or how do I not
3: let it eat at me? Well, a little competition is good. But you have to understand that you're not comparing apples to apples. They may have a different connection with somebody than you have. They may be blowing smoke about their uh, engagement. Their, their engagement might be their seven brothers and sisters. You know, it, what it looks like from the outside isn't necessarily what it looks like from the inside. Control what you can control. If you want more engagement, create a strategy to create more engagement. If you want more downloads, create a strategy to create more downloads. Don't try and go a mile wide and an inch deep. Pick one to three strategies and go all in on those for three to six months to see if you get any traction. And if you don't, throw those out. If you do, keep those and try something new. Podcast listeners tend to listen to podcasts. So find other shows you can be on. Find Facebook groups you can go hang out in, things like that. If you're looking to grow the audience, if you're looking to grow engagement. Tell them specifically what you want them to do. And it's not shoot us an email because now I, now you're making me think. But what was your favorite album of 1985? That's our question of the week. Hit us up on Facebook and let us know. That's a very specific action that I can do. And now I can go do that without even thinking. So if you want more engagement, make it easy and crystal clear. Don't make your audience think, just make them do. Don't give them a choice. Like when you say, hey, you can reach out to us, send us a message on the website or search for us on Facebook. I don't want to decide. Don't make me decide. Send me to one place because, well, shoot, which one are they going to check more often? Which one's easier for me to do? Do I have to be on my phone or my laptop? Like, how do I... Ah, screw it. I'm not even going to do it. It's too much work. So. I've literally said in episodes
1: and we can get between 125 and 175 downloads of an episode. Perfect. Okay. I've literally said in these episodes, Hey, um, you want to pick yourself up? Um, you know, free copy. I'm making this up free copy of the new deal. re release, R- reach out to us and get in a drawing. You know, you just don't get any interaction. How- How do I know there's actually people listening if I'm
3: not getting engagement and... You're you're getting downloads. Studies show at a radio station, 3 to 5% of the listeners actually participate in the contest. Now, that was 20 years ago when people actually participated in the contest. Now, we have to give away $1,000 before anybody will pick up the phone and call. And they're like... Can't I just text? Do I really have to call? <laughs> like, you, we, we tell them, Hey, grab your iPhone. There's an app on it that allows you to make phone calls. Open up that app and type in this number. And they're like, Really? There's an app on my phone that I can call people? You're like, Yeah, that's why they call it a phone. If you have 150 people listening and you say 3% of those, actually participate. That's 15% that will actually participate if it's enticing enough. And here's the other thing for you, John. Nobody wants to be the first. They want to be the next. So you need to prime the pump. And you go, hey, we're looking for your favorite album of 1985. Dave sent this one in. Dave said his favorite album of 1985 is uh yeah. I don't even know what came out in 80 Billy Ocean, uh Caribbean <laughs> Queen and so hey if you want you got your favorite album of 1980 uh we'd love to hear yours i'm sure it's better than dave's like come on send it to us
0: the other thing you can do it's a radio trick i learned i remember uh, you know i would hear them people would call in and say hey rock and rick can you play whatever and he'd play it so i called him up and i said hey can you guys play some priest and they're like no but would you like to request lover boy and i was like what and they're like Hey Rock and Rick, you, can you play some Loverboard for me? Because like on 96 FM. And I was like, oh, that's how that works. Okay, so these people aren't actually calling in and getting their you, you got to request what he's going to play. And it's so it's show business. It is. So you I have I have I am guilty of this in the early days of my podcast where I basically had my cousin call in a voicemail. And that was a good question. I wanted to answer it, but I didn't want to say, "Hey, today's question," and I said, "Hey, call this number, ask this question." And he did. And almost instantly, people started calling that number. They're like, oh, is that how that works? So you can kind of prime the pump. It may not be automatic, but it's it's something to do. You can try it. So and One then, of my
3: favorite breaks I ever heard this, uh, it was a, a DJ answers the phone. Hi, you know, hi, Z102. And and she's like, hi. Can I make a request? He goes, sure, as long as it's Loverboy. And she goes, okay. And he goes, thanks for being railroaded by Z102. And goes <laughs> into Loverboy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and just to, awesome
0: to to echo what Eric said. Think of podcasting like golf or bowling. You are you are competing against your last episode because I remember there are guys that have come on the scene and they just blew right by me, and I was like, oh. And then I found out that a they had. You know, I had uh, a a wife and three kids. Uh, I had a job. This person had a girlfriend, no kids, and six figures in the bank. So it's he's hitting off a different set of tees. And I've seen it. It's like one of the worst things you can do. Now I realize it's hard not to compare yourself to others. I'm just here to tell you when you start to do that because I do it. I mean, I think we all do it eventually. We're like, ah, oh, what what's? How does that guy? What's she doing that? we you know. But it, I've just seen it deflate people to where they quit because they're like, ah, I'm, I'm giving up. I'm never gonna.
3: When I look at my stats, as long as this month is better than last month, I'm on the right track. And so yeah. that's what I do. Uh, over time, I'm hoping to grow.
0: Eric, any final thoughts as we start to wrap things up?
3: No, I thought this, the show's solid. I'm glad to hear that you're, you're adding a little more of you and your personality into the, the three-man show. I thought there was a great story arc to the conversation in the interview episode. Uh, you did a nice job leading him down the path, uncovering his past and where he's going. Yeah, the nuances that we picked out will just help take your show to that next level. I think you got a solid show and a great foundation built, and I'm looking forward to seeing where you take it from here.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I I liked your energy. I, for me, I love the trivia and it it sounds like you're already headed in the direction I would tell you to go, which was kind of get away from the, uh, the Wikipedia thing and and bring in more trivia because the people that love this music, that listened to it when it was new, live that stuff. So you are you know, you're kind of preaching to the choir, but when you can bring in a nugget that I was like, I had no idea that the bass player of so-and-so was such-and-such and, such and went into that. So that whole nine yards and uh, the website is definitely, you know, aside from the weird listen and blog thing, other than that is is rock solid. And uh, so it sounds like you're headed definitely in the uh, right direction. And again, everybody uh, go over to Metal Mayhem roc.com to uh, get more information you can find Eric at PodcastTalentCoach.com. He just released a very special episode 400. And you can find me at com, where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. And if you'd like to be reviewed, simply go out to PodcastReviewShow.com slash me. This is Dave Jackson. And if you're wondering, like, hey, where did Eric and, uh... John go well uh yeah the power went out at my house at the very end of this show and that's why I'm wrapping it up so thanks so much podcastreviewshow.com slash review me I look forward to working with you and Eric and helping you make the best episodes
2: possible This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download
0: at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course, and it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book, and you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books, and then what's beautiful about it is his Kind of mentor James L. Rubart. It's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now the webinar you're signing up for absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you; they're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on. And it's happening very, very soon, March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash booklaunch.
3: That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash booklaunch. I can't wait to see you there.